Welcome to Arsenal On Air, your soon-to-be primary source to arm yourself with the information to lead a healthy, productive, and informed life in the 21st century. And this is your host, Ben. Today, we're going to talk about the direction of the podcast going forward, the current state of our society, the future state of our society, and why you should choose Arsenal as your source of information to lead a healthy life, a productive life, or an informed life in the 21st century. And with that, let's dive in. The name of today's podcast is Apocalypsis, which is the root origin of the word apocalypse. Now, that word kind of carries a negative connotation. You know, what comes to mind when I say it's the apocalypse? It's probably going to be uh, scenes from that, that movie 2012, right? With Nicolas Cage outrunning some earth-splitting earthquake or whatever other terrible scene from that movie. Or maybe it's... Uh, a war or riots or the fires that we had, right? Or even a pandemic. And you'd be justified in your thinking because according to Merriam-Webster, the definition of an apocalypse is a sudden violent event that brings about great loss or destruction. And uh, funny enough, the example sentence they use is, quote, the fear that the next global pandemic could be an apocalypse of biblical proportions, end quote. Now, that doesn't help the case at all for this word, but if we were to go to its root origins, right, apocalypsis, you can break that down into two words. First word being apo, meaning un, and the second half, kaluptine, meaning to cover. Apocalyptine, meaning to uncover. Or more precisely, apocalypsis, meaning the uncovering. Now, why is this important? Well, this is important because in this frame, it not only kind of gives us an insight into uh, the current state of our society, but it kind of gives us uh, hope going forward. And to start, what was really uncovered, and I can say this from personal experience, is our reactions to potentially grave danger and adversity, right? You know, uh, given what was portrayed to us in the media, we were kind of taken for a loop there for a minute. You know, we didn't know what to think. We we went to the store. You know, a great example of, of this um, being uncovered is I went to the store after work when this started, after our the United States president declared a national emergency. You know, I'm sure you all saw this as well. You know, you go to the store and people are panic buying everything from toilet paper to raviolis, right? And it's just this absurd mob mentality that we happen to be a part of that we tend to think we would never be a part of or subject to, but it kind of, in the face of uh, danger, it it's something that lurks in all of us, really. And that was that was something that was uncovered. And kind of beyond that as well is our our personal reactions. You know, I can I can say from experience, I had heated uh, and passionate conversations with my family about their safety and well-being and how they should take this situation based on uh, some preconceived notions that I had about the state of the world and how dangerous uh, it you know a lot of things were portrayed to be initially. And I think that's something that we're all subject to. I think we all kind of discovered parts of ourselves that we didn't know was there. And there's no better way to discover those unless, uh, of course, you're faced with a situation you could have never previously imagined. And I think that brings us to the second 
portion of the uncovering, which is the media. Now, some people have been on the fence in the past about the trustworthiness of the media when, you know, with with good reason. But I think if people were on that fence a few months ago, they've likely jumped that fence and left it far behind now. Because if there's anything we've been able to see about the media today is how it not only distinctly aligns along partisan lines, it also sows the seeds of structural hate, division, fear, tribalism, and trepidation. Uh, We rarely receive the full account on any story, and rarely do we receive an unbiased account. And the media in general today, it's just come to a point where it's uh, saturated and it's become entertainment, and it's just their pushing narratives that just aren't truthful and they're not helping you or me as individuals to lead healthy and productive and informed lives, right? The purpose, the founding cause of this podcast, right? They're not, in my personal opinion, and I'm sure yours, if you've made it to this podcast, is that the the media isn't doing anybody any favors. And that's where we're going to see, I feel, kind of a large migration away from some of these mainstream news sources because they're just, they're not doing anyone justice, really. You know, the disease that is the media infects our culture much worse than any virus ever could. Um, And not only that, but some of the biggest media corporations on the planet, um, most of the media that you, you or I have likely consumed is owned by five corporations, five massive conglomerates. And not only that, but these are things that we'll we'll hop into in later podcasts, but there's something called the Fairness Doctrine, which was removed. Uh, I believe it was in the late 80s or or early 90s. I'd have to double check, but feel free to Google it as well or, you know, some other search engine that's not potentially biased. But uh, the Fairness Doctrine was was something that was established by the FCC to ensure that contradictory views were showed on television to provide the alternative story to the alternative side and evidence to a story that's being portrayed. And that was actually removed once corporations found out that news could be profitable because this kind of stood as a barrier to do that, uh, among other things, of course. But having removed that um, decades ago, Offering that perspective now is it's 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 questionable to think. Are we really getting the full story on things, especially when it comes to something like our current state, right, where there's a lot of people confused on a lot of issues and. In a lot of cases, you'd be able to find evidence to support either side of an issue. And it comes to a point where, well, where can people agree? And uh, it's possible that the media of our day is trying to construe some sort of narrative based on facts that they find uh, are important but or uh, truthful for that matter. But... In reality, they're not really providing you the choice to choose what you think may be true. You know, they're already choosing that for you because they don't have by little they, by law. They don't have to provide you with anything uh, to the alternative side of a story. So that is the, the second portion of the uncovering. 
and I think the the uh, the other portion of what's been uncovered, um, among many things, you know, just the society as a whole. You know, we see the wink links, we see the structural failures, we see the systemic problems, but one of the biggest things uh, I feel is the private and public response to. Uh, to this pandemic, you know, and that comes in the form of lockdowns, which initially, um, given the data that we had, given the information we were provided, it seemed within reason to do, to shut things down, to constrict the flow of commerce and shut down small businesses and leave open what were at the time deemed essential businesses. And I think, and from what I've studied and from what I've uh, been reading, a lot of people are starting to agree on, and a lot of countries, you know, if you haven't seen something called the Great Barrington Declaration, I highly recommend that you read that. But basically what the lockdowns have done effectively is not limit the spread of the virus. What they've actually done is limit the flow of capital to small businesses and local communities. And it's actually siphoned what would be their revenue uphill to multinational corporations consolidating power, capital, and resources in fewer and fewer hands, uh, exacerbating an already exorbitant wealth gap. Um, I've read articles and statistics that some of the, uh, the richest people in the Western world, the Western Hemisphere, have, have actually grown uh, hundreds of billions of dollars richer, right? And of course, that comes with just the infrastructure they had in place to maintain uh, business procedures during a time like this, which many small businesses don't. But it comes to a point where people have to be willing to accept risk in their everyday life. You know, to live is to risk losing life. And if that's real, if that's the case, which I believe it to be, I think um, I think it's reasonable for people to be able to open their business because what I th- think is kind of lost in translation here, especially early on in this um, in this pandemic, was the idea that. Uh, one life is worth more than one dollar. And, you know, that makes sense. You know, that's just an analogy, really, for the idea that uh, uh, people favor money and the economy over life and individuals. But I think what's lost in translation is just the idea that uh, the economy is life. If you know, because if you're not making anything, if you're not selling anything, if you're not providing anything, there's no money flowing. And if you haven't been following the reports, hundreds of thousands of people weekly have filed for unemployment claims. And you can't just keep giving people money and think things are going to work out. Because these, not only that, but the businesses that close down, millions of small businesses, this is people's life support. This is people's lives. They support themselves, their families, they pay their rent. Rent, they give their kids college money, you know, all of these things. They don't have that anymore because they don't have any money to provide that. And you can't just keep keep giving people handouts and just stagnate and, you know, and say, oh, we'll get back to normal soon. We just got to shut everything down. It just doesn't. It's not feasible, unfortunately. And, you know, I'm not the person to say, 
open everything up. I have uh, limited power uh, at this time to do that. But in numbers, as, as people in numbers, we can kind of voice our opinions and say, this is my experience. I think we should change things. And I think that's really the purpose of a lot of alternative media, including this podcast, is just to offer people perspectives into the other reality that's not being portrayed through some mainstream mediums. And that is the other portion of the uncovering. And I kind of want to just tap into a couple other things while we're here. Is just the idea that there's a lot of things affecting our society today. And you see a lot of people pointing fingers. There's a lot of us versus them. And that isn't productive, really. You know, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And we all bleed red. And I think it's really counterproductive just to say, I'm not going to, because I don't agree with you, I think you're you're worthless or you have dumb views or you're a terrible person. None of that's productive. But uh, not only that, but there's people pointing fingers not at each other, but at corporations, right? You know, the, the media, uh, if anybody's seen, uh, what is that one recent documentary that exposed a lot of corruption, potential corruption? Oh, the, the social dilemma, right? Uh, I think that kind of illuminated to some people who were previously unaware of the echo chambers and algorithms and behavior tracking and modification that occurs with a lot of these social media platforms and how that kind of is just gasoline on a lot of our innate human instincts. You know, our, our uh, proclivity to towards engaging in tribalistic ideologies, you know, of, of this is what I believe and this is what I'm only going to believe, what social media tends to do is exacerbate that severely and it provides you with information to solidify your viewpoint but rarely giving you alternative viewpoints. And then the other thing it tends to do, and this is a part of human nature as well, is just people's tendency to look at the negative things, right, and just make that much worse. So that's an aspect. And some people are saying, well, that's all of our problems. And I think that's a little extreme because uh, what else has social media done? It's allowed people to connect when we haven't been able to connect physically, which I think is important. So it's not the end all be all problem to everything that's going on. But another thing that's going on too is uh, just the internet in general. I think we have to recognize that this medium of information communication is incredibly, incredibly new. And we're really just starting to feel the effects of that. At no point in history have we had the magnitude of networks that we have now for people to communicate with each other and share information. It is mind boggling. You know, what was it? We'll say a hundred years ago, people were were just using radio. Uh, you know, books were were uh, in retrospect, right? With the Gutenberg revolution, we can see that now. It's like, wow, look at the impact that had on society. Look at the literacy rates that happened. Look at people's ability to communicate ideas and information. It just exploded. But in that time, right, people weren't thinking to themselves that like, wow, this is a revolution. Books are great. No, no, they weren't. They, and that's kind of where, uh, if you relate that to our current situation, right, some people are kind of think about that, but some people don't. And in some of the reading that I've been doing is it's, it, it, we are in amazing, amazing times right now, you know, and to kind of uh, 
quote a recent book I was reading. There's the future is disorder. A door like this has cracked open five or six times since we got up on our hind legs. It's the best possible time to be alive with almost everything you thought you knew is wrong. End quote. Now, I think that's pretty important because that kind of gives you this idea of we don't really know what the future is going to be like. But uh, given all the opportunity that we have right now, you know, just like the aforementioned uh, platforms of social media and just our ability to communicate information to each other with the Internet, you know, and just our ability to reflect on history and what's happened in the past, we can kind of take this as an opportunity going forward to construct a future that we all want to be a part of. And having had the opportunity to uncover a lot of what's been, what's happened in the past year, we can take that and say, okay, yep, that's a part of us. You know, no one's really to blame here except ourselves, right? It's not us versus them. It's you versus yourself because we're all victim to this, this, uh, this thing called being human. And I think what this, uh, pandemic has really done is it's kind of shown all of us our common humanity, but it's also shown us our common mortality. And I think that's important because no day alive is guaranteed any more than the next. And I think that's kind of lost on us when we're lost in the flow of everyday life and we're trying to get to work and we're worried about hitting traffic and we got to pay our bills and all of these things that we're caught up in in our modern version of civilization kind of takes us away from the fact that you could die at any moment for any number of reasons that are outside of your control. And that doesn't change and you can't take that away no matter how much safety you try to provide. Um, So with that, I, I think it's important to recognize that alternative media is on the rise. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, we could be grateful for what we do have. You know, it's given a lot of people the opportunity to rekindle and reconnect with their families. Uh, the time that was originally spent commuting to work or at the office or whatever other number of things can now, was now spent with family and home-cooked meals and sleeping in, right? All of these things that we wish we had more time of, It's we've had the opportunity to do that now. We've seen new ways of how to work, right? Businesses have adapted. They've been able to try and, try new things that were previously uh, frowned upon or, or not even within the realm of possibility. But again, entrepreneurship flourishes, you know, and we see all these different ways to conduct business, which is just fascinating. And community is the other one. You know, we kind of started to recognize our global interdependency is in some ways detrimental. And the importance of supporting your local community cannot be understated. And so with that, it's about time I tell you that the purpose of Arsenal Media is to arm you with the information to lead a healthy, productive, and informed life in the 21st century. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, but how? How is it going to do that? Well, we're going to explore a few different avenues in doing that. Uh, We're going to find ways to fortify 
your mind, body, and spirit through communicating with business leaders, athletes, nutritionists, philosophers, spiritual guides, um, and really any number of people that have some sort of value that they can provide to you, the listener, to help you lead a better life. And that's kind of what the direction of this podcast is going to go in. And, and not only that, but a return to real journalism, you know, exploring topics that aren't being explored, to say the unsaid, to see the unseen, to do the undone. You know, those are kind of tenets of journalism that have just been lost in the mainstream media because of a number of reasons that we already kind of talked about. But uh, expect this podcast to start asking difficult questions and to explore new avenues of thought that are often neglected or uh, strayed away from for uh, controversy, right? A lot of people don't want that, but I think it's important if something isn't to be talked about, why is that not to be talked about? Can we explore that in ways and promote a healthy discussion about it? Uh, And with that, if there's one thing you can expect from Arsenal Media, it's that you'll be armed with the truth. Thanks for listening. This is Ben, signing off.